0: Hey, it's your old pal, Victor, from the Edit Bay. Just a heads up, at the beginning of this episode, Kat mentions that George Yang is here as a guest. That's true. He is. You're not going crazy. His audio just didn't record. So I've had to make some some careful edits um, to make this episode make sense. And And hey, without diminishing what were george's insightful contributions to the discussion about star ocean 2 i think there's still a perfectly good episode in here so um and hey if if you can figure out where all the cuts i made were uh and time stamp them and send them to me in a sealed envelope i'll buy you lunch okay have a great time you crazy kids i love you
1: Welcome to another episode of Acts of the Blood God and Independent RPG Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Bailey. Joining me, as always,
2: my lovely co-host Nadia Oxford. Hello, Kat. I just want to reassure everyone: we know how to podcast. We do not ever have problems with technology. Our quality is always fantastic. You have seen nothing. If you are our part of the Stars of Destiny, everything's great. We've definitely been doing this for seven years now. We for sure,
1: we. Have. Have it fully unlocked. The reason we're mentioning this is that we started recording previously and then we were having a lot of trouble with Zencaster. If you subscribe to the Stars of Destiny tier, you can listen to all of our audio mishaps in real time. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And you all missed, all of you who are on the, who are not Stars of Destiny are going to miss out on my good Baldur's Gate 3 Asterian joke about how like Eric is actually Asterian who won't jump, but it makes no (laughs) sense now. Uh, Thanks, Zencaster. Yes, I, I
1: attribute a lot of our technical difficulties to Eric not being around because he is one of our main producers. And so Nadia and I are kind of winging it this week in so many ways. But we do have two special guests to replace Eric, uh, hopefully to add up to one or something like that. Um, first of all, it's my friend and colleague, Jada Griffin,
3: Hey, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to chat about some games today. And joining me is writer at large, George Yang.
1: And I have Jada and George on here because George reviewed Star Ocean 2 uh, Remake. And Jada's also been playing it. And I played some of the demo. <laughs> and we're going to be uh, having a nice little conversation. I'm playing about it as well. So woo. And Nadia's playing it too. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. We're all covered. Let's go. We yeah, got our pants about, on. We're talking about Star
1: Ocean 2. Another TriAce classic. It's from uh it's from the developers of Valkyrie Profile, but I was always I more of a Valkyrie Profile fan than a Star Ocean fan. But hey, maybe, maybe there's something real special in this real gem of a remake. So we'll be talking about that in just a hot second. But before we do that, if you enjoy the show please leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Also, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. Nadia is at
3: Nadia Oxford. And uh, Jada, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Jada underscore Rina um you can find me on IGN and all of our almost all of our podcasts basically all of them that's kind of become my nickname is jada every podcast griffin so i am just sweeping across the nation joining random podcasts they don't even have to invite me sometimes i just find my way in like a ghost and she can talk about anything because she plays everything
1: and she's
2: amazing aww are you an FF14 stan? Because I can have you on our podcast.
3: Oh, I 100% am I'm an FF14 stan. I haven't played. I haven't played um, Endwalker yet. I kind of fell off for a little bit because this year was ridiculous for games, and I needed to play yeah, more yeah. than just Final Fantasy 14. But definitely going
2: to be re-upping soon. Sweet. I'm going to have to pull you onto Charlene Dropouts then.
1: Sweet. And George, where can we find you?
2: In hell. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> with all the other ghosts and demons
2: or that nasty ass place in ballers Gate three with all the viscera mm. you know it was called the Oublette? ooblet thank the- you and a like oh this place is divine
3: <laughs> i love that motherfucker you know what i hated Asterion from the start at the start uh, um when i first started i just hated him and then one of my good friends pointed out it's like you know who Asterian Reminds is basically... I looked at him as and that is, as Lucifer from that show. And I was like, God dang it, it is him. And I love him now because... <laughs>
2: That's a <like> good comparison.
1: <laughs> and of course, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodgodpod where you can find lots of bonus content. Just this past week, we had our Castlevania Symphony of the Night Pantheon which many of our patrons are lauding as one of the best pantheons to date, we had an incredible guest lineup, including Shivam Bhatt and Anthony Agnello and John Learned. And they brought the knowledge and the passion and the humor. And I was really just along for the ride. You really were.
2: That was just when I saw that you invited, because I know Agnello was coming, and I saw you invited Shivam, who I've had on my Star Control 1 and 2 podcast. Absolutely go listen to those if you're a fan of Retronauts. And if you get Shivam on your podcast, God, God love him. I absolutely adore him, but he knows everything. Like, I'm not saying that like, you know, to be sarcastic, he, he will carry the podcast very easily for you. And then putting Agnello on top of that and learned who is like the God of Castlevania symphony of the night. Yeah. That is worth the 10 bucks. If you ask me
1: (laughs) Absolutely subscribe, please like, and subscribe. And if you enjoy the Castlevania symphony of the night, uh, The Castlevania of the Symphony of the Night Pantheon. There's lots more Pantheon episodes just like it, including another one with Shivam. That was our Final Fantasy Tactics episode. And we talked about tons of different PS1 and SNES and other RPGs, uh, other games that aren't even RPGs. We were comparing Alucard to Bo Jackson. It's a whole dang thing. So
2: (laughs) It got a little weird. (laughs) And New York Alucard. That was... uh... (laughs) Alicorn, if you see that chick in the in the purple coffin, don't talk to her. I can't do Agnello is Agnello is born. doing just a spot on New York. Accent. He's New York bread and born. What's going do on? I don't no, but it was pretty grand.
1: All right. Let's talk about Star Ocean 2, a game that is not in our
2: uh Pantheon. So maybe that's a mistake. The um the translation seems a little bit, I don't know, off to me. Like it, I don't know who did it, I don't know who localized it, but it uh it, it, it sounds strange, but it's it's not about that. I mean, it is, as you say, a very kind of early game in that regard. And The characters are are endearing enough, although I did sh- turn off the English voices pretty fast because um, I I'm, I have a very high tolerance of bad English voices because I grew up in the 90s PlayStation era, but that was a little bit uh, much. Like, Lena's mother was good, but everyone else sounds kind of bad. So, yeah, that's that.
3: I haven't really so- had issue with the voice acting. Actually, it's not like the best by any means yeah, necessary sure. but it's been an, it's i guess i i love to grind in my game so it's so far and few between like i space my cutscenes are so spaced apart like i'm not getting huge that's a good
2: point so it is, it is a fun game to grind for sure like uh this is also my first like real star ocean experience and uh mm. yeah it they did a really good job with this remake like because it really does a i love what they did with the graphics that's such an interesting style like not H two D, not H. What is it? H D two D, but definitely its own thing. Like I, I, I'm digging this era of people saying, "You know what? You're getting sprites again, but we're putting them on something weird." Mm-hmm. You're getting sprites again. Well,
1: if you're not familiar with Star Ocean two, it was developed by TriAce and it was originally released on the PlayStation in the United States on June eighth, nineteen ninety nine, and <clears throat> as a A PlayStation owner around that time, I do have a lot of memories of seeing tons of copies of Star Ocean 2 on the shelves and always thinking to myself, I should pick that up, and never doing so. Uh, But I did pick up a little game called Valkyrie Profile, and we all know how that ended up going. We sure do. It received a remake on PSP on January nineteenth, two 2009. And of the two, between Star Ocean and Valkyrie Profile, in what I would consider... To be a little bit of an upset, Star Ocean has been the far longing, it's been running far longer than mm-hmm. uh, Valkyrie Profile ever did. In fact, we got uh, Star Ocean, the Divine Force, which came out last year on PlayStation. And you can go check out our review of that uh, with. Oh, hey. She also
2: reviewed. Uh, John Linneman came on that episode. Sorry, Kat. I was going to say, I'm surprised that you don't like it more because like playing this game, the first thing that happens is this dude from the future lands on this planet where according to like the Federation rules, he cannot really interfere with because he is advanced and they are supposedly backwater. So he's like, oh God, what am I doing here? I don't know. It's it's very Star Trek to me. Whereas most, I find most sci-fi RPGs are more Star Wars. This feels a little more Star Trek. It might be incorrect as the game goes on though. I uh, my thing with
1: Star Ocean has always been... So you would think Kat would like Star Ocean a lot more because she's a sci-fi fan. Yeah. But uh, the truth is, while there's definitely sci-fi elements, uh, which you certainly see in a game like Till the End of Time, it's actually weirdly a more of a fantasy RPG, mm-hmm. more of a classical mm-hmm. fantasy RPG, but with some sci-fi elements. It's a very, very Planet of the Apes feel to uh claude landing on this uh fantasy planet being like who am i and also uh the the character sprite looks shirtless so i'm he just does, automatically thinking
3: about charlton heston <laughs> going damn you slab
2: beefsteak on the way i think uh, the only
3: star and that's kind of felt more sci-fi than any others was really last hope I felt like that one had more sci-fi elements to it, where you let lot more time in your ship and things like mm. that. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm also a big Till the End of Time. I also really like Till the End of Time. I love the, the twist ending I didn't really see coming. Um, mm. You know, what was I like? Uh, that came out in what? Uh, 2003? 2003. Yeah. So that was that was very teenage. divisive ending, by the way. Oh, I know very divisive, but it's I think for me, it it really got me into a bunch of other things that dealt with that kind of aspect that I won't say and spoil, even though it's 20 years old at this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I really love to leave the time. I'm looking at like *Tri Aces list of games and uh, I'm playing Second Story as well. Like Kat said earlier, I'm probably like, I don't know, 20 hours in or so um i'm enjoying it i really like the crafting system um which also reminds me till the end of times crafting system it was always hilarious because for me because i bought the strategy guide because that was my first mm. like real big dive into star and i was like okay let me get the strategy guide because i know there's a lot of crafting in this i want to make sure i have like the crafting and stuff to optimize my materials and that strategy guide is famous for being uh, having the wrong recipes. Oh, no! In the strategy guide, so they had printed oh, no. all the they, all the recipe guides were all wrong.
2: Oh, so like terrible. I
3: went in and was crafting all these things, and I was like, "That's not the result." And I looked it up <laughs> online, and everybody was like making their own crafting. So game FAQs became the actual place you had to go look back in two thousand three for the crafting recipes you couldn't use the the strategy guide who i don't remember made that one it's probably prima probably Prima at that, prima point, at that time. point
2: yeah yeah wow, um, what a mess
3: yeah uh but i'm i'm looking at trius's list of games and i think Trius might make the my favorite battle systems in rpgs i think the only um the only battle system that i might like more than anything trius has done was the grant from the grandia series um, which is like one of my favorite of all time RPGs. Um, also, Squaresoft back in the day. Um, but yeah, like of Stories, like uh, uh, da, 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 Lightning Returns. Uh, Where's the other one? I had another one I was looking at and I can't remember what it's called. Resonance of Fate. That was another one. I really liked Resonance mm. of Fate. Very overlooked, but I liked Resonance of Fate. So Trace knows what they're doing when it comes to combat. The the thing that I think immediately
1: caught everybody's eye about this game, of course, is the way that it actually integrates its graphics. And it's sort of a different take on HD 2D than we've seen in, say, games like Live Alive or Octopath Traveler 2. Mm. And uh, I was struck by... Uh, when I was playing it, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, this reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy VII." Interestingly enough, um, almost like they had they took the pre rendered backgrounds but made them yeah. fully three D. Mm. I like the vibe, even though vibe. the yeah. clash between the pixelated uh, sort of character sprites against the <clears throat> fully rendered three D backgrounds is uh, noticeable, but in its own way, it's quite quite
2: lovely to look at it's i think it's definitely a great way to pay tribute to those as you said those kind of pre-rendered backgrounds back in the day while uh not making it like what was the resolution back then like 200 by 100 or something so you can actually look at it now
3: mm-hmm. yeah and it's kind of for me it was like kind of like a painting in motion it's yes, kind of exactly. it's it was very I it threw me off at first and i started up the when i played the demo pre-launch and i was like I don't know if I like this. And then by the time I hit that three-hour mark, I was like, okay, I like this. It it works for me. It's strange. I don't know why it works for me, but it works for me. For sure. It grabs
1: you. So the, the actual battle system, we were talking earlier about how Trius is known for its battle systems. And the thing that stands out to me is it's similarly kind of sort of hybrid turn-based real-time. So you go into the... You go into an arena style, but then you go and you beat up the enemies. Uh, Your party members are largely AI controlled, and you give them orders, um, and you can call in spells and uh, attack foes with them. And it feels simple uh, at the start, but I think works pretty well, actually. And once again, I think works pretty well in the
2: context of the the actual game in the art style. Am I wrong in saying it's kind of like Tales? That's the impression I get so far. Specifically yeah. Specifically, uh, like Tales of Fantasia or something like the, that? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Fantasia. But what I like is that it kind of has a very subtle callback to Zelda 2, which is the shadow monsters kind of on the overworld. And if you, if you run into those, like that's how, and some are hard, some are more almost some are weak. And i not I haven't tried this yet, but someone warned me, like, stay on the path, otherwise the monsters will get you. I think they get you anyway, but in Zelda 2, you could stay on the path and avoid the monsters. But I don't know if that's the case here. I just like that someone told me. Uh they look I pretty think they pissed ju- off, I think they will think. get
3: you if, even if you're on the path in this one. They it depends like uh, I think if they're it depends on kind of like your party level and stuff. Like once you get high enough, like because the the color of the enemy on the map will determine how dangerous it is to you, like green or Things yeah, you can breeze normal. through. Blue are probably around your level, maybe higher, maybe lower. Um, and then I think it's red is the next tier. Um, do, I can't remember. There's also like super older, giant do, um, red stronger enemies
2: run away. Sorry, out, do stronger enemies run away but... from you once you get stronger? Because I love RPGs that do that for me. Earthbound is, is one of the few RPGs that does that. And it's so stupid that... Earthbound, I can run into a weak enemy and I win automatically. And you get the experience if you want to even do it. If they run away from you, they run away from you. But... Just so many RPGs are mm-hmm. like even the even the really great ones are like, hey, here's some weak ass enemies. We're just gonna waste your time with. Uh, have fun with that.
3: So you can you can um, run through enemies to kill the weaker ones in Star Ocean, but you have to upgrade oh. a very a bunch of skills ah. to unlock to those know. special skills um, to do that. I think it's the bodyguard the traits, trait, if I remember Boom. correctly. Um, and once you get that one, yes, um. The, another cool thing with the bodyguard trait is if you get that one upgraded enough one of your other party members that are running on the map will run into the enemies and like clash with them i like that which will occupy the enemy so you can run around and get a back attack for those so you can get advantage on those other maps or matches i spent a lot of time in dragon ball Kakarot just flying around and just speeding through people as goku and there's just like saibamen and i'm just running through them like bowling pins basically and they're just falling there's flying off and i'm getting experience i was like this is this is this is fun <laughs> i think
1: to myself why is star ocean 2 regarded as one of the best games in the series and one of the best ps1 rpgs and one of the more iconic tri rpgs and i think that part of it is just the novelty of its battle system and some of it is that just baller soundtrack by Matoyi oh, Sakaraba, yeah. Because if Trias could do one thing, yes, it was having an amazing soundtrack. And I think the remake actually like improves on it substantially, and it's really really solid.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, I don't remember if there's an option to switch back or if that is the soundtrack from the original, but it sounds orchestrated like really nicely.
1: Yeah, they have an arranged version. Okay,
2: so it is the arranged it. version I'm listening yeah, to. Yeah, but
1: you can switch between them.
2: I like the arranged version. I'm going to stick to that. A lot of guitars. <laughs>
1: um, so I guess my last question is, would you... So Star Ocean 2 Remake, obviously going to appeal to fans of the series, going to apply, appeal to old-school Japanese RPG fans. But do you two see sort of crossover appeal? Do you think that it can break out of its uh, particular niche and be fully recommended to uh, RPG
3: fans at large? I I think it's a big recommendation for anybody who likes RPGs already, but maybe has never dabbled into Star Ocean. Highly. I think it's a great entry point for that. Those that that audience is like, oh, I heard the Star Ocean franchise is good, but I've never played them before. Mm. Like, should I play second R? Yes. But for people who aren't like jonesing for <laughs> What's wrong a 1990s RPG. Exactly. First off, what is wrong with you? You're a terrible person. I'm kidding. I love you. But uh, no, I don't think this one is going to have that like mass uh, buy-in from people who play other things. You know, it's not going to it's not going to,
2: you know, bring in a Devil May Cry or a Souls fan. No, no. Or I, big speaking I someone of someone who's playing it, for and like, this is my first Star Ocean that can really remember playing, I'm enjoying it. It's a good, solid RPG so far. I love the visuals, love the soundtrack. As I said, the story's kind of thin. Uh, localization's not the greatest, but this year I played and loved Sea of Stars, so I have no right to kind of say, oh, this localization is dragging this game down, because dear God, so... Uh, I would easily recommend it if you, mm-hmm. if you have consumed pretty much everything else there is to consume this year, which is a lot. Because of course I'm going to recommend other RPGs over it. But uh, yeah, if you want like something that's very '90s flavored but kind of has a really nice zing of modern uh, RPG mechanics to it, by all means, it's a. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with it till I'm done, most likely. It's nice. It's nice. I like it's nice. it. It's nice. it's nice. It's nice. Trademark sign.
3: And then also, depending on which character you play at, you pick this play as, you see their perspective on things. There's a little so bit of a sweet into two in the way do. that the characters are like, recruited, which I think is, is... kind of
1: cool. Um, and that certain characters can be missed, uh, all things mm-hmm. considered. So yeah, I think the replayability on this one is a pretty high. I think if you are curious about Star Ocean and wondering if you're going to like it, maybe consider picking up the demo on mm, Nintendo Switch, which is available right now, and it'll give you some uh, some ideas about whether or not you might end up liking it, and then go from there. It does start a little slow, and you have to chuckle a little bit at your typical JRPG tropes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he has amnesia? Oh god! <laughs> but um, I think that maybe at least play until you can get uh, get a good taste of the battle system, and you'll start to get a feel for whether, uh, you end up liking this one, but I think all things considered it's a, it's a better remake than most. And it feels great to have star ocean two available right on the Nintendo switch.
3: I think, um, yes, I think the penalty is too high for failing a, a dodge. Um, I think my biggest gripe when it comes to the battle system is, um, so I chose to play as Rena for the start, uh, cause I wanted to see her storyline first but I'm mostly playing as Claude because I want to be in melee combat and he's better with melee combat. Um, And so I put all my points into... I forget what the move is, what the ability is called, but it basically allows you to basically teleport behind the enemy and attack their backside um, like instantly. And I love that move, but I don't like how... When I do it, I'll target and I'll go behind somebody. And then I'm now sandwiched between two enemies. Like, I feel like there's a real loss of control sometimes in the combat. um, If you're not careful, like you have to be very deliberate with it. And that's great and all in lots of games. But something where like a Star Ocean where you're fighting thousands of battles across your, you know, 40, 50 hour playthrough. Having to be perfectly deliberate in every single battle can get a little frustrating um when you just don't swap targets like at the right time for them, and that move triggers and because it's not a i want this move to trigger right now it's a chance of it happening you never know if it's Mm going to happen so i think that's i think a little bit of the randomness is um a little bit of my biggest gripe
1: well star ocean second story r is available on nintendo switch ps4 ps5 and pc and sadly, not on Xbox because I think this would be a pretty solid uh, Xbox Game Pass game. But Square mm. Enix does have mm-hmm. a solid relationship now, or a growing relationship, I should say, with a, with a Square. So maybe this is a great opportunity to get uh, some of their lesser
3: known RPGs ported over there and.
1: We can get a day one on Game Pass kind of
3: situation. So. Oh, I forgot. Hmm. To ask you, cat. You said you, you you said the demos on Switch when you played it on. You played it, the it, demo on Switch. Yes. I take it. Was it? Were you still limited to three hours yes. on the Switch? Okay, I wasn't sure if that was just on PlayStation's demo or if that was as a, like it was because it was a trial part of that PS was, Plus yes. trial thing or. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: All right. That's it for our thoughts on Star Ocean Two Remake. It's now time for a series of random encounters. Acts of the Blood God is brought to you by Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Too busy with holiday plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy. So... Nadia, maybe while prepping for Canadian Thanksgiving, you can just get factor and you'll have some fresh meals to go while also being able to get ready for the big holiday meal. Are you big into Canadian Thanksgiving, Nadia?
2: Canadian Thanksgiving uh, is a little more low-key than American Thanksgiving, but it's still all about the food. It's all about wrangling that turkey. It's all about prepping those mashed potatoes or or yams if you're into that kind of thing, which Mm. I am not. Uh, It is definitely the kind of thing where if you are just not a very high-energy person like myself... You want someone else to wrangle that jerky. You want someone else to mash those those potatoes, those yams, whatever. And that is exactly what Factor is there for. And hey, no cleanup.
1: Well, that's awesome. You can get a lot of premium ingredients with Factor. Broccolini, leeks, truffle, butter, asparagus. There's a lunch to go, which is like an effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. No microwave required. And then there's a protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving enjoy extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons to suit various preferences and taste including apple cinnamon pancakes bacon and cheddar egg bites and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillets i'm a vegetarian and they've got me covered too so uh, those dietary restrictions be sure to watch out for those with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice as we offset 100% of our delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. This November, get to Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash 50 and use code axrpgadventure 50 to get 50% off. That's code axrpgadventure 50 at factormeals.com slash Adventure 50 to get 50% off.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
1: It's BlitzCon, and we have not one but three new expansions in the World Soul Saga, while WoW Classic is adding Cataclysm. Also, Diablo 4's first expansion will be called Vessel of Hatred and will include a brand new class. Baldur's Gate 3 has another giant patch, this one with new accessibility features and more than 1,000 fixes. Kingdom Hearts Missing Links, uh, which is the new GPS action RPG in the series, and will have... <laughs> New characters, a new story. Yes. Uh, it's uh, closed beta signups are now open. Bungie has delayed Destiny 2's final expansion alongside Marathon and also was hit by some pretty brutal layoffs uh, this week. Very depressing. Go check out uh, Reb Valentine's excellent reporting on that. She did a great Yeah, that was great. Com. Great job. Mm hmm. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is introducing Fire, a voiced main character, which stands out compared to the original game. Bloodborne Cart will be out January 31st, <laughs> 2024, with 12 races, 16 maps, and a full single-player campaign. <laughs> this is from the creator of the Bloodborne demake. Uh, that made it look like a PlayStation game. I'm gonna game. say
2: this doesn't sound like it's an official thing. If it, I mean, FromSoft does have a sense of humor, so I wouldn't be completely surprised. But still,
1: yeah, um, they're a machine. I have to say, they're kind of they're a just a single creator just going and going, and it's like they've created two uh, pretty remarkable looking games. I'm genuinely excited to play Bloodborne Cart. <laughs> Use uh, Suzuki. God. You remember him? Is considered a yakuza style zero style prequel to continue Shenmue, uh, partly so that we can get uh, better accessibility. That's a good Who question. even knows? Uh, at this point, uh, I wonder if they have a piece of it. But at this point, I don't have a great faith that we're going to see a Shenmue four or any Shenmue thing because who's going to fund it? But yeah, uh Yu Suzuki I'm is going to keep talking about it. <laughs> Uh, Starfield's much-requested DLSS update will be out on PC this week, thank God. And finally, Pokemon Scarlet and Violets, the Indigo Indigo Disk DLC, that's DLC number two, launches December 14th. And now we're rolling into the tavern. This is where we can put up our feet, we can relax, chat a little bit about what we've been playing and what's been in the news and everything like that. And I'm just going to start out by talking a little bit about an RPG the reviews went up. It is now available. It's called Thirsty Suitors. And I uh, I want to recommend this uh, charming little RPG to our, our fans. It's not especially deep, but it is very pretty. and it is very gay. A <laughs> hmm. name like that, yeah. <laughs> Thirsty Suitors. Uh, go check out IGN.com's review of it. Uh, it's from Sonia. She's very good. And I enjoyed getting her perspective. It's an interesting one because there's an intersectional quality to it. Um, on the one hand, uh, so it's about a girl from a South Asian family. And she is very bisexual. And she has uh, multiple exes living in her hometown. And she returns to her hometown to deal with those exes and with her family. The so Scott there's gay dynamics. Exactly. there are
2: <laughs> Kill your boyfriends.
1: Uh, Yes, there there are gay dynamics, there are family dynamics, and it's all kind of mixed up into a blender. Obviously, I'm not South Asian, but I am gay, so I kind of (laughs) approached it from that perspective, and I found that I really enjoyed it. Uh, So the actual battle system, uh, how would I describe it? Fairly simple, but basically the way way you do it is you're having a battle conversation, okay? So you're, and the... X's take on the form of almost like summons from persona mm. and you taunt them and you can make them into thirsty mode or enraged mode or shocked mode. And then you can land devastating rebukes and rejoinders that make them step back in gasping. And <laughs> so much of the game is finding out what the right taunts are and then executing them accordingly Though you can also do
2: summons like mom, you can summon mom. <laughs> oh my god, if he summoned mom. my mom to an RPG battlefield. Everyone would be dead, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> like I, you, you remember the car story? It'd be that, but 50 times worse. And she can barely talk anymore, but by God, she can swear.
1: By God. <laughs> well, in this one, the mom will just show up looking very pissed, and then take out her sandal and go boom <laughs> right on the head.
2: I forget um, the, the Mexican the the Spanish word chalak um chancla. That's it. Oh yeah. no wait that's that's is that is that Spanish is that I think I, maybe it's
3: a universal word is, for everyone. <laughs> I know chancla is like is is like slipper for in another mm. culture's language. I cannot remember which one, but I've I've heard it so many times at various friends' houses. It's like everyone uses it. There's
1: a a little bit of a persona aspect to it in also in the sense that uh, you go day by day. And so there's a morning, afternoon, and night sort of cycle. But each, rather than having a lot of freedom to, to decide what you want to do, a, a lot of each day kind of has its own little story arc, I guess you could say. Though you can go and skateboard if you want in a sort of low vibe, uh, low tech Tony Hawk kind of style. And I'm all it's for not, that. Not especially sophisticated, but it is enjoyable. And uh, you can do mini-games with your parents, like a cookie mini-game. And the cookie mini-game is very fun. It's very QTE-heavy. It's kind of more of a visual novel than your traditional RPG. But I do like how they incorporate RPG mechanics into its actual storytelling. And its sense of humor and its style are delightful. And it's very short. It's only like six to eight hours. Oh, wow. So. That's a yeah asset in this day and age. Yeah, no, I, that that it's a it's, it goes down easy. It's a very breezy game, and after back to back really intense RPGs between Starfield and Baldur's Gate three, I I do feel happy to
3: have a little bit of a break. For I sure, guess you could say. So, uh, I always try to throw like a palate cleanser type game like yeah. that. That's like a shorter experience that I can see the whole thing in between yeah. my larger games because it just it gives your brain a chance to kind of reset and like experience this shorter story where you get it all in one to two sittings maybe and then uh then then you can like really prepare like okay now I'm ready to go and die a whole bunch in this souls game <laughs> or something like that <laughs> get my ass kicked That's me and Mario Wonder Um I
1: like Mario Wonder because I can sit on the couch and play it on my Nintendo Switch uh, and hang out with folks. Um, hang out with the fam as opposed to hanging out in my office. And, and figure so out
3: the sitch on your Switch. The sitch
1: on your Switch. I'm figuring out the sitch on my Switch. And uh, Thirsty Suitors is available on Nintendo Switch. So that hey, is hey, hey. A, not a bad game, though I've been mostly playing it on my uh, Steam Deck, actually. So, uh, yeah. So that was the game that I was uh, alluding to last week. And uh, I also did a little review conversation with uh, the Kind of Funny Games folks uh, during their podcast. So uh, go check that out. But that's what I've been playing. Jada, what have you been playing?
3: Uh, I literally got my platinum trophy this morning for Alan Wake 2. Oh, wow. Well. Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank Jada, you. Jada, by the
1: way, is an absolute monster when it comes to getting platinum trophies.
2: Oh, Oh, you- I-, I admire that dedication. I do not have it. I, it's
3: I it's it trickled down from being a kid and needing that completionist of mm. doing everything and it just kind of stuck with me and I was like oh now I get these little digital trophies t- to show <laughs> off <laughs> that hooray makes so much better it makes it so much better they don't they don't and they don't take up space on my shelf with my other trophies my actual trophies so <laughs> um but yeah uh so yeah I've been playing Alan Wake 2 just phenomenal story um really loved basically everything they did with that game. Um it does have a little bit of performance and a uh, bug jank to go throughout the game. Um but overall just really well done storytelling. Um I thought the gameplay and combat was very was well executed. If you played the first Alan Wake, you pretty much know what you're getting you're in for. Mm. Um it's just more of the same but a lot better. Um, it's a lot more polished. Um, and I love the, the new character that they introduced Saga Anderson. She's a fantastic new heroine. Um, and I mean, we were talking about soundtracks earlier. Um, one of my favorite things to do in this game is after you finish each chapter, it kind of fades to this kind of like. I don't know, like screen kind of f- fading. You can see faces fading in and out of the darkness and these like lines just going through the screen. And they just play a musical track, kind of like an interlude between chapters. Mm. And I love just sitting there for two, three, four, five minutes sometimes and just vibing to that soundtrack until it cuts off. And it's like, I'm like, okay, that was my break time. Time to move on. I'm just listening to it, in my headphones. Let's let's go, let's read this next chapter of this book. Um but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that and a lot of Baldur's Gate. Um as I mentioned earlier, I'm playing a Smurf. Um <laughs> as, as and I say Smurf, I made a a you made blue a I know I made a blue um underdark gnome or is it un, not underdark uh what is it? Deep deep gnome I think they're called. Deep gnome. yes. something, something deep something. actual Smurf. Yes, so I made a yes, I mean I made a deep gnome. I made her blue. Her name is Poppy. Oh,
2: that's a cute um,
3: name. she has a 22 strength score um if there's anybody who plays league of legends i based her off of a league of legends character who's a yordle named poppy who wields a, a hammer and shield um and she is a tank and so she runs into people slams people around she throws her shield at people uh baldur's gate doesn't i can throw my shield but i went uh like eldritch knight fighter so i could my weapons will always come back to me nice but i can't bind a shield to it unfortunately so i just throw my hammer instead um (laughs) and usually i'm playing it's like i feel like i'm a hammer bros in mario yeah i'm throwing like five or six hammers a turn um and it's great it's fantastic um i can jump anywhere it's like i'm flying um so i basically have become a mini thor Um, you're
2: like a a mini murder smurfs (laughs) thor Yes, exactly. Mini murder smurf, smurf Thor. Say that three times fast. Um,
1: <laughs> note to self the next time there's a League of Legends related RPG thing, we should get Jada on because i oh, think absolutely, she's a League of Legends fan.
2: You and Eric could probably mm-hmm. have a conversation. Was Eric, no, he was Dota, wasn't he? But he did, he did LOL. I think. He, he's more of a Dota, I, but I do think he's played League of Legends
1: for sure. Uh, Nadia, what do you, what have you been playing?
2: Uh, other than Star Rush, I've been playing, um, A lot of Baldur's Gate as well. And I'm pretty close to a very pivotal moment in the story. He had to stop and and do this show. You're welcome. And um, (laughs) dare you? See, I'm playing a dragonborn. (laughs) And I'm actually nervous. I think I'm about to have sex with uh, Shadowheart. But it's going to be weird because I'm a tinfoil dragonborn. (laughs) So it's like... (laughs) Uh, I want this to be hot, but I made a terrible mistake. But, uh, you know, I just got to open my mind and, and let God take the wheel and, and see where we go. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I just had my first uh, my first uh, encounter with, our uh, sexual encounter with Lazelle the other night. So that was, that was interesting. Oh, as it, a little in tiny the grass. smurf. <laughs> as a little smurf, I just pounced her into the grass.
2: want to have sex.
1: That's a big step on me energy.
2: Oh, no, it's <laughs> 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 oh, I'll get to you, running into those Smurfs. Oh God, what is going on?
1: Oh, we're gonna role play Smurfs now.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> I actually had a
2: great moment. Like this is why I love the game so much. is because like um, this isn't really a spoiler. It's just a kind of a general thing that happens. I was wandering around Moonrise Towers before the the, the showdown because I try to convince everyone that I'm okay and I'm not going to kill them yet. And I get up to the kitchen and there's these three nulls for being mind controlled by this woman who's being really nice to them, but really Mm. condescending and terrible at the same time. So I kind of encouraged them to, you know, maybe, you know, maybe break control for a second and take care of that woman. So they did. And one of them actually said, thank you to me. I was like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. That's like ET trying to talk. And then when shit goes down, I see these gnolls, and I'm like, oh, shit, gnolls. And I'm like, they're green. They're on my side. Holy shit. And I'm just like, yeah, gnolls. And this big Migs, I think her name was, the big ogre, like, you know, stomps towards them and and Mm -hmm. saves me a pain in the ass right there. Because when I, I had to do that fight several times because they start you off really bottlenecked, unless you know, like, to go to another entrance, which I did. But I still had a hard time, and Migs, well, they took care of her, but they... They died, unfortunately, in the in the battle in the arms of the angel. Yeah, it's uh, but man, what a fun time! Like, I, I love uh, J.K. Simmons. He's just god and everything he does. Oh my god, he's so amazing, so good. And I, I love it so when good. he shows up in a game because I say to my husband, "Hey, cool, look at this," because he he's usually not interested in RPGs. So, but if there's a voice actor, he knows suddenly he's interested. So yeah, I, yep. having having a great time with Baldur's Gate three. You can't wait to to get back to it. So.
3: Yeah, we had we ended up redoing that fight a couple times just because the mages in that area They're just casting those those AoE spells were brutal. Yeah. And so thankfully, um a while back I had multi-classed my fighter into a bard as well. <laughs> nice. So I have like 3 levels of bard with 8 charisma cuz you know, I'm the best bard in the world. I don't need I
2: don't need to be you're good a, at what I do. You're a bard with 8 charisma. That's amazing.
3: Yes. <laughs> i'm primarily a fighter that's but, fair you know, i also
2: play the
1: loot. Um, i'm a fighter not a lover
3: <laughs> um and so
2: thankfully i was able to pick up silence and so i was that's able to drop silences yeah. on the field uh yep. something else that saved me i was laughing my ass off was i can't remember the name of the half ogre half orc chick who's in charge of everything there but she's got the nastiest uh, spells nizelle? Nizelle, Giselle, nizelle something like that mm, but she's yeah. like I came into the side door and she's still screaming about how she's going to peel our skin and all this crap. Someone had cast an ice spell and she slipped just as she was about to cast a <laughs> spell and she's on her back. And we're all laughing our asses off, just pelting her with arrows. It was pretty great. I, uh, I throw, I, whenever we see a battle coming up
3: i carry lots of bottles of grease and i just throw <laughs> bottles of grease all over the field so it's just like a big old mud fight and then i have you know i wear the the mistwalker boots yeah. so i can't fall prone so i'm just in there beating people up while they're just slipping and, and it kills and me to see a very powerful enemy just go <laughs> it gets <laughs> us all, on all their mad. back yeah we it, did uh we we decided to mess around with uh ketherick we knew we couldn't kill him because we hadn't gone and done the other story thing and stuff like that yeah. and so we were like let's go let's just go mess with him just to just for fun and i just covered the whole field in grease, and he just couldn't do anything to us i was like well you may be you can't kill us. we can't kill you but we can make you look like a fool and this is good enough for us
2: it is kendrick takes himself very very seriously to see him like fall <laughs> Oh, jk Simmons is like goes into a cave johnson rant oh the lemons the lemons that'd be great
1: There are several major bosses who you can just make look like like a total fool by having them slip on the ground, including an eldritch vampire lord. And (laughs) I I had a whole fight (laughs) where I was standing at the top of stairs and had all these traps and ice and grease, and enemies just kept trying to run up the stairs, and they would slip, and then I would use uh, the... Eldritch Blast, which would then have the repel and send them flying right back mm-hmm. down the stairs.
2: Have you ever seen those videos of, the, of, of kittens trying to get up a, up a slide and they slide back down mm-hmm. because they can't really figure it out exactly what it is. But I think one of my favorite moments was in actually in the Moonrise uh, prison. Uh, the warden was at the top of the, the uh, ladder because I was fucking around with her stuff and uh, she's like, what are you doing up here? And I got Carlack uh, to just push her and she
3: just <laughs> <laughs> you nerd.
2: Yeah. Boop i
3: i do the same thing cat does except i because i have that 22 strength score i can basically pick anybody up who's not like giant and so i just pick them up and throw them back down to the top to the bottom of the stairs i can't do that or i throw them at or i throw them at their teammates oh it's like mario too. um yeah i basically pick up everybody and just throw them into each other and if i get a kill like it refreshes and i get like three more throws and it's great so i'm just lobbing everybody around the arena Kind of like I was doing in WWE Two K Twenty Three yesterday. That's basically like that's what my Baldur's Gate game kind of looks like.
1: There was a major villain that I got to slip, and then I pinned him with Twister by using the um, the genie, I think it is, and he literally could not get up (laughs) because he couldn't move. And then I was (laughs) able to just pelt him until he died. And there was another there was another one who. He was very strong, and he was using mirror image, so I couldn't hit him very well. But I finally just shoved him off uh, uh, the second floor. He landed down, was on the was prone, and then I was able to throw uh, flasks uh, like bombs at him until he died. <laughs> <at> the end. <laughs> the end. It's a little op.
2: Ice and, and grease are a little it op, but yeah, it's fun I, as I I hell. Feel,
3: and making making enemies fall prone is quite op in that game. But I found. Never, um, uh the one thing i found like like so they they're like hey you could shove somebody off you know get a free kill off the map or whatnot but you'll lose the loot right but i found the gloves that give me telekinesis and their bones and their bodies will just be there and you can telekinesis their bodies back up and then loot their corpses afterwards oh. so i get i get the insta kills and the, loot. the final
1: wow. humiliation
2: just looting my broken <laughs> bones
1: I would be remiss if I didn't add that that Baldur's Gate patch four that adds all of that stuff ruins the sex percent speed run. Yeah, sadly.
2: The sex percent. Uh, did you hear about this, run? Nadia? No.
1: Are, are you familiar with the sex yeah. speed runs? No, but it sounds very fast. Oh my goodness! Fastest to betting a character, people could do it in literally two minutes.
2: Well, Will, but. I just talked to him to say hi. And he's like, "Hey, baby," and I'm like, uh, "I'm gonna shout." Shadow- I-, I don't really uh buy, and I haven't talked to him since because he starts doing this bird of paradise dance and like. Hey, sorry, I'm just not interested. I, I, I love Shadowheart because when I first got Toothless, so you can see behind me here, my little kitty cat, she's always been a very, very sweet little cat. And when she hisses, it's so pathetic and so just gentle. And that's what Shadowheart reminds me of. She has the name Shadowheart for Christ's sake, and she tries to be goth and MCR, but she's so broken that she just wants someone to hug her. So I'm just like, oh, Shadowheart, you're you're so not goth, but you try, I love you. You do your best. You do your best. You really uh, do.
1: Lazelle. Um, so yeah, Lazelle was the one apparently that you were supposed to bed. Yep. That was the yep. fastest one because you could easily impress her and then she would want to have sex. And you could do that very quickly. But they changed it. Oh. So Lazelle now needs additional factors to be able to impress her to want enough to want to have sex. You can't with you. give her
2: like a spoon and she'd be like, Oh man, this is awesome. I'm
1: sexy. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I uh there's a part of me that's a little sad about it. That is kind of sad.
3: Mhm.
1: that's it's pretty good, but at the same time, um especially at the very when the game first came out, the characters in Baldur's Gate 3 were all oh, very thirsty. They really and want oh, to hump your really leg. really want like, to they have sex stop. with you. They would meet you uh the druid, I forget his name. Halson. Halson? I, I Halson. Yeah, Halsin. He he was just immediately putting the moves on my character. I'm like just like we mm. just met, dude.
2: Calm down. He's like, ah, yeah, I feel really close to you. Yeah, Kat. he just started he was... right in on me. And it's like, oh, well, you're interesting. But uh, you know what? Why not? It's really, it's a real, it's a huge upset that I managed to get through that
1: whole game while only betting one character who is not even a main playable character.
2: <laughs> you, you can have one of each, so Can't you have a side piece?
1: Uh, No, not really. Uh. Uh, yeah. I think I messed it up because I was openly romancing Shadowheart and then I wanted to switch over to Carlac, and I, m- I must have missed a trigger somewhere. But I had multiple characters uh, kind of throw themselves at me. At the time, I thought I still had a chance with Sh- Carlac, uh, so I turned down Shadowheart. Aww. To my
2: lasting regret. You keep doing that. You turn down Chie. What is wrong with you, Cat? The grass is not
1: No, greater. it's worse than Chie. I, uh i i was cheating on her we were like dating and no. i started dating um uh the other one uh, i can't remember that's how but much he loves mask it. one yeah <laughs> i uh, started dating them instead and uh chia found out and i oh, broke her tiny heart no. and i've never forgiven myself since oh yeah.
2: that's so yeah, sad i'll never be able to forgive myself and then you went and cheated on shadow heart who is Chie. well that's yeah. sports
1: when I was on Kind of Funny, um, uh, Just I was randomly, someone mentioned, oh, we're doing a comprehensive ranking of all the Persona games. And just so, just off the cuff, off my cuff, I uh, did one. Maybe listen to the post show if you want to hear it. And they, they said, but what about the spinoffs? And I was like, hmm, that's a good question. And I think I came to the conclusion that my favorite Persona spinoff is probably Persona Q2
2: hmm that Mm. was really good was that the one that was on the 3ds
1: that's the etrian odyssey one Mm. it's etrian odyssey but also persona
2: yeah and it brings all the characters together i feel like that one really needed to be on switch it did
1: but doesn't everything but sadly sadly uh the dual screen thing doesn't work quite as well on nintendo switch as it does on the 3ds
3: maybe on the switch too
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, we can make this switch. Switch two is actually two switches kind of bundled <laughs> together, and then they can together, do a clamshell kind of design. Just,
3: just glued back to back.
1: Yeah, that'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on, I do want to touch very briefly on uh, the um, BlitzCon announcements. And I don't think we have any World of Warcraft players in here, right? No, that would be Mike's domain. No. That would be Mike slash Reb's domain. Pretty remarkable to me that they announced three expansions yeah, uh, at once to do a whole-ass arc. And I just want to... This is not something that they've ever done before. Traditionally, no. they've had a very specific, uh, shall we say, uh, kind of cadence to their releases. And it's actually fit in pretty well, Nadia, with Final Fantasy 14's, uh expansions. Yeah. So... I just want to say really quickly. So they describe Chris Metzen, who recently returned um, as the executive creator, creative director to Warcraft, said that these expansions will be the culmination of the first 20 years of our storytelling. Oh my God. And will vector us into the next 20 years.
2: Wow. So they want to make this a 40 year game. Good luck with Can that. Can you think it's, about that? It's When Reb was on last time, we were talking a little bit about how World of Warcraft is already looking a little bit, old like ff14 is yeah. going to go through a major uh, yeah graphical I, overhaul. I mean
1: this game did come out 20 years ago
2: yeah but like i said ff14 is about to go through a major graphical overhaul and i don't think that there's anything is there anything like that announced for world of warcraft like an overhaul of any kind
1: oh yeah they've updated the graphics at various points but it's usually been in individual um expansions right this
2: is going to be like the whole game they're doing for ff14 yeah
1: i mean they've done definite upgrades Mm -hmm. um over time this is not the same game that it was in uh 2004 but to my eyes it does still look quite dated yeah the most yes mostly because i never really got into wow that much except as a sort of a curiosity and so and every time i've tried to get into it i thought it looked dated in 2010 when a little. Uh, when Cataclysm came out or 2011 when Cataclysm came out I was like god this game looks old so you know 2023 it looks positively ancient but it has sort of a coming around to where like the graphical style is almost sort of um shall we say uh, charming
2: yeah it has its charms for sure i like the yeah. the model still looks great i love the Torrens uh but First, we have, uh, so
1: of the expansions, we have The War Within, which takes place in the subterranean kingdoms in Azeroth, where Nerubians and an allied race called the Earthen Dwarves await. This expansion will contain a ton more, including the promised return of former talking knife Zalatath, new zones like Azkahat, Isle of Dorne, the Ringing Deeps, and Hollowfell, a new treasure hunting activity, and a community feature in new dungeons and raids. And then the second one's going to be called Midnight, and it will take place in Azeroth's Old World in Quel'Thalas, where void forces have invaded and are trying to destroy the Sunwell and plunge the world into darkness. Having played Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 2, I actually understand a lot of what the heck this thing is talking about. I
3: was thinking thinking the same thing. I was like,
1: Quel'Thalas? I know where that is. That's the (laughs) Elven Forest. That's where the High Elves live. And then the third expansion is the world's in the world soul saga will be called the uh the last titan and it will take place in northrend which was the staging ground for wrath of the lich king and actually northrend is where it all began arguably it's where warcraft 3 yep started way back in the day so a very intriguing approach my kind of feeling on this and maybe you have some thoughts on this jada is that Blizzard is just, I don't know, milking this as much as they possibly can and want people to not milking feel like.
3: Is, sorry, finish your point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't want people to think that Warcraft is dying. They want yes. people to think, oh no, there's yeah. a horrifying amount of Warcraft left to go. <laughs> a horrifying
2: amount, that's a good word for it. Uh, it's never ended.
3: Milking was the word that came to mind, it, like when it came to all I could think of when you were saying that, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. They just want to milk us. Then you I'm, go, you just you go in the world of Warcraft. They want to milk you. That's just you know, it's just they want to milk us." Yeah, okay, us you just said TMNT,
2: words. and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they said that word a lot in that movie, didn't they? Yes. they did. Milking. Okay. <laughs> Good movie, they though. They want to milk, milk us.
1: Um, I wonder. I want to know, like, there have to be multi generational guilds at this point, right? Where maybe someone joined a Warcraft guild and maybe had a kid, and now that kid's in their teenager teenage years or even in their twenties and are now playing with their parents,
2: son, with their parents. High elf. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> this will pay <laughs> for college. Can you imagine your parents
1: die and to my middle son, <laughs> who I loved the most. I I uh I will to you my max level uh night elf I, I, that I've been playing. I since will to launch. you like
2: Radio Chan or something? <laughs> and you get, like, a, this, I don't know if there's like any way to they make. They have this all of the gear. An anime <laughs> I, I, chick in Warcraft. There's
1: got to be, but in, in, and all of their avatars and their <laughs> fan art and their statuette that I made. And I
3: I leave you control of the guild. Of four lilies. <laughs> A
1: bunch of... Hey, Treat you, it. May... Take, take good care of it. It
2: is our family legacy. A bunch of angry middle-aged <laughs> men telling you where to go. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> more dots. More dots.
3: Just see. Can you imagine households that have multiple kids and they're just fighting over this one account? They're, like, <laughs> emailing Blizzard. My parents died and I can't get into the account.
0: It's
1: so World of Warcraft are pro- equivalent of... um. Uh, what 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 were those things from the 90s with the little beanie babies?
2: Yeah, yeah beanie the beanie babies. babies. Yes.
1: The so World of Warcraft equivalent of the two, the divorcees who are on the floor of the courtroom sorting through beanie babies to <laughs> oh divide gosh. them up.
3: <laughs> it's in a digital courtroom. Blizzard has to make a courtroom and wow for them to <laughs>
2: start overseeing. It could be these like things. in FF14, you get pulled into, if you do something bad, you get pulled into the mod room, which is like a dungeon, yeah. literally a dungeon room. It, <laughs> yeah, do that. I just wanted to comment on this because um, BlitzCon
1: is a, a fairly big deal um, yeah. at the moment. And I, uh, of course, is the first BlitzCon since the big Activision Blizzard acquisition closed. And a lot of the attention has been on the Call of Duty of it all. But I think World of Warcraft is at least as big because it's still a huge revenue generator, even oh, if yeah. it isn't what it was you know 10 I mean,
3: years they ago people, they've got people playing it twice
2: <laughs> yeah at the yeah, same time
3: smart now. they've got the playing two versions of it at the same time so let me log off my my new wow character let me go play my wow classic character
1: and i mean at some point will will world of warcraft be on xbox will world of warcraft make its way onto to game pass like
2: that these are some it yeah intriguing not, possibilities that's like one major barrier to getting new people into world of warcraft is that it's not a console game
3: because mm-hmm. i play it i think and... it could be i think it could be retrofitted though it's so old and i don't think any of the mechanics in warcraft are that yeah i believe it that, i think like, they've talked about crazy.
1: making a console version for years now
3: yeah, yeah. i've been hearing
1: it for could ages, do it
2: but it could ha- if it's going to happen it's going to happen now since the acquisition
1: Final Fantasy XIV is a perfectly decent That
2: was the funniest model. thing to see live. Just Phil Spencer look like he was high as a kite or something and just like they're pulling him onto <laughs> stage. Here's my friend Phil, Phil Spencer. Like, uh,
1: Tim Allen. was asking uh. if he was crying. I was uh, at the kind of funny thing so I was only keep, keeping an eye on it tangentially but it sounded like he was very moved. It was nice. It was nice. I was at the front row. Everything was covered in smoke because fog machines but I saw it. It was cool. Abby says the most unrealistic part of this is the next generation caring about access to a WoW account. Um, The joke is, allow me to explain the joke, Abby. (laughs) The parent cares and the kid doesn't care.
2: That's all they got left of their parents. It's so sad.
1: All right, that's uh, that's it for the tavern. Nadia, take us home.
2: The topic i was going to reserve for anthony but like uh i guess he's not here and i just have to talk about something so i, was like,
1: I asked him i was like anthony do you want to come over and start talk star ocean he's like no, i'm not that big of a fan I'm really it's like, oh, totally this
2: shit how can I... anyway anthony if you're listening he's to like, this i'm not a big enough fan i was like oh, okay i thought you were a big fan i've never stopped Vic... this before
1: i asked Vic too and he's like oh, i think you should get a bigger fan than me
2: really i thought Vic okay. was a fan but uh hmm. anyway yeah we, i was thinking about like headlines that i've been written in the past because not that long ago anthony was like it's funny anthony's editing my work now like i do work behind the scenes and he's editing that so he's like oh wow this is like you know 20 years ago however long it's been since i worked with him but he was talking to me once about like bad headlines we wrote and we were working together in 61 frames for second and the one that really stood out to him apparently and he never forgot was the time i wrote that what was the name of the game quote unquote sonic unleashed is worse than syphilis and <laughs> oh goodness gracious! I think that's a pretty good headline. I'm like, that's a really, and you let me write that, huh? That's no wonder we got shut down. But, <laughs> but that was a that was
1: a fun blog site.
2: It really was. And there was there was one time I I got our traffic to shoot right up because I made a I made a joke making fun of Sonic Porn, and you know the 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 song, the Internet is for porn, the Internet is for porn, like. I wrote Sonic is for porn as the headline and we are Google just went, just, everyone came looking <laughs> for Sonic porn. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry I disappoint you, but we, there is no Sonic porn here. I'm just making fun of you for jacking off to it. Like, oh, okay, I understand. I'll go look somewhere else then. Um, <laughs> I had some really good ones on US Gamer. I was kind of looking back at that just a minute ago. One of my favorites was when I we we were playing Mario Odyssey and everyone was kind of like obsessed with New Donk City and I was playing new, through it and I'm like there are no children in this city and it really freaked me out so I wrote a headline that said there are no children in New Donk City and I made a whole like story out of it about how like Pauline won't let her citizens have children they have to adopt barrels instead they say please Pauline I want we want a child she's like here's your child and she gives them a barrel and uh I've got to collect my writings and put them in a book or something if anyone wants to do the hard work for me, because that's pretty funny, actually. I'm sorry to be so self-centered, but I like the imagery of, of Pauline giving people barrels. Um, another good one was, um, this was, um, I wrote some really good ones towards the end of Yoast Gamer's life because nobody cared anymore, but there was <laughs> a story about the Metapod sleeping bag that was for sale, and I said, now you can crawl inside of Metapod's cold, dusty womb. <laughs> and it occurred to me, like I'm writing these Pokemon stories and write these horrible headlines for them. And it's like, oh, my nephew loves Pokemon. He's like, you know, ten years old. It's like, well, I can't show him the stories I write because they all have dirty words and sexual references in them. And it's just this is a weird generational gap thing. <laughs> and yeah, uh... finally, the last one I'm going to mention is the time we all found out that the there were spiders and scorpion islands in. Animal Crossing. uh, Oh, yeah, the Scorpion Island. Yeah, and I said, like, there is a island in Animal Crossing that spawns infinite scorpions because God is dead, and I think that's just (laughs) a very appropriate, very subtle, a a very bang-on headline. Like, do you have any weird ones that you guys remember that, like, you know, you're kind of proud of, (laughs) if not in the most... Like, headline-wise? Anything like that, just, like, stuff you put out in public, and everyone had to consume it. Oh, man. Um
3: cat has got more, got more headlines I've been, than I do.
1: I've done them for so long, but at the same time, uh, I was never, uh, as what's the word evil as you were with headlines. <laughs> I was really good at I captions did, too. I did for some reason, once title a pro evolution soccer, um, 20, 20. 13 i guess uh preview what a what a sports game wants what a sports game needs what a sports game which wants. was a what? that's just a thing
2: i like that yeah um
1: i uh got, i had a whole point that i was going to make but i can't even remember now because i nadia you were very good <laughs> oh right thank earlier you earlier this year uh i went to a, a funeral oh i'm sorry and uh i was with my family and i my mom's cousin was there and so i met my mom's cousin and her her husband and they're like my parents age and they were interested in what i do oh boy I'm like, what do you do cat that's always good and i was like well I, I did the usual song and dance oh i'm a i'm an entertainment
2: journalist <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh i just say like, video
1: games oh where do you work and i'm like I, IGN.com. I, I do their. I run their news section. They're they're a very large website. We cover um, a lot of, a lot of movies, a lot of a lot of comic book movies and that kind of thing, and also video games. And they're like, "Oh, I want to see your author profile." And What I'm the like, hell? Here, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my phone. There and you they're are. like, "I want to read your stuff," and I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> it's you know a lot of. Headlines about whatever games out at the moment, Spider Man Two or Diablo Four or games like that, and I was like, "Have fun!" They're like, "I have no idea what any of this means," and I'm like, "Yeah, sure does. I I think they were expecting like something, you know, New Yorker level journalism in in the
2: print something that's actually still printed. Like real, really good think
1: pieces about real, real think pieces, good
2: think pieces about cinema. Well, they yeah, are good. And, you know, I'm sorry if you don't oh, like them, you. but they're still valid.
1: Oh, they are valid. They are valid. They're absolutely it's valid. It's just difficult to explain to a an, an older generation. So I it say, really is. I, uh, and and to be clear, I think I've done some great journalism. You have, over the years.
0: You definitely. I have committed
2: good journalism. Yeah, but and it's kind of putting you in a spot to say, you know, what kind of good headlines have you written? Because. You were the one who was responsible for SEO, so you you had to take my monster headlines and turn them into something Google (laughs) wouldn't destroy. (laughs) But the thing is, when we were running US Gamer,
1: it was one part fostering a community. It was. And making a destination that we wanted people to read Mm -hmm. on the reg, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other part was being actually discoverable. And there came a point where Google didn't matter anymore because... Google decided that they hated us. But uh I am proud to say that for people that I cared about, US Gamer was a regular rotation kind of website where it was. people wanted to come in on the reg to check out whatever the heck we wrote. And I will say consistently, our headline our our you know our headlines uh, the stuff that was at the top of the site were interesting every morning we had something fun
2: to read every morning
1: so and you were a big part of that Nadia ah so oh, thank, thank you. you we
2: all we had a great time we we were a good team uh, yeah
1: we were a great team you Katie uh, Eric Matt uh, Eric, Mike every, Matt Mike everybody seemed to really get their creative juices going and uh, consistently you were very enjoyable and. Sometimes I could be a demanding and annoying boss, but...
2: Yeah, um, that's your job. I, I need to do that. But everybody really line. came
1: together in a way that I appreciated. Yeah, fun times. Fun times, indeed. And that's it for this week's episode of Acts of the Blood God. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, once again, go please rate us on the podcast of your choice and subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pod, where you have... Tons of bonus content, including Charlie and Dropouts and also Pantheon of the Blood God, and our various specials, including our media explorations of Avatar the Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. And we're on, uh, we have a merch store, com We're headed now to the Acts of the Blood God post show with our stars of destiny. And this week we're joined by Abby of the Moon, Amy, Anthrax Bees, Azixa, Beware the Slimes, Drew rwx harvest lunatic mx becca sarden spyrus and victor hunter Tio! and zoo batman good stuff thanks for joining us victor hunter of course is our producer thank you so much to him for his excellent work yes for Coming sure week editing the show and giving it uh, i would say enhancing the show in his own way i think um somebody we did a mailbag episode recently and somebody was sad that we didn't give uh, shadow hearts covenant more love and victor i guess put in a song that was like here have a have a little have a little have a love. song have a song yeah have a song special thanks to victor all right we're headed to the acts of the blood god post show we're going to talk a lot more about god knows what please look forward to it maybe asterian maybe Blitzcon, maybe whatever the heck is on our mind in the meantime for nadia jada George and myself, thanks for listening and happy adventuring.
3: Come back soon!
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
3: Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.